Episode 16. Uh, what's June gloom? Welcome to Radio War Stories. In every episode, hosts Dave Jagger and Don Nelson reach into their arsenal of decades of radio experience to entertain you with their most amusing, enthralling, and interesting stories. Suit up and get ready for today's episode. Another week, another Radio War Stories. Hi, I'm Dave Jagger. And I'm Don Nelson. It's so great to sit in a room with a legend. Yes, it is. That's why I enjoy being now, with you now, all don't, this time. Don't turn I, that around. I seriously <laughs> wish I had had the opportunity to wake up with uh, Dave and Jerry. Uh, well, I wish I'd had the opportunity to work with a general manager like you. I came close a couple, once or twice, but not very often. And uh, it's great to have you with us. Don's got the best stories. Last week, you had that incredible journey from Europe to New York, back to Indianapolis, or the Quad Cities, rather, to uh, attend your former mentor's funeral. A uh, few other things happened along the way which were fascinating. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, please do because it's a really good one. And now we leave Don or pick Don up loving San Diego and loving Photomat. Calling well, on Photomat in San Diego. Every time I got the chance. And, <laughs> every and, time. But, but the primary concern we were dealing with in Indianapolis at this point was the fact that FM was quickly taking over. Uh, it was tough enough when we had WIRE and WXTZ and we were up against Jimmy Hilliard and George Johns yeah. over at WIBC and WNAP. Mm -hmm. uh, that was pretty much it. And now Jeff Smullyand uh, has come in and purchased a, a little station up in Shelbyville that he plans to move in. It's an FM. And, of course, Susquehanna had purchased WFMS, as we talked right. last week. Right. And uh, Larry Grogan uh, and Dan Halliburton are slamming country against us on the FM. <laughs> and it's getting tough. We're still there. We're still making a lot of money. Uh, we still have a great staff. But the, there is writing on the wall. Yeah. And it's called FM. Yep. Yep. Again, All radio could feel that. Right. And, again, back to... Uh, our corporate headquarters, I go saying, guys, we got to move wire to the FM. And again, they are looking at me like I have lost my mind. Uh, I dealt with this for about a year, mentally. And I finally decided, you know, I don't want to stick around and watch what we know is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and that is that an AM just can't cut it. No matter how great your staff is, no mm. matter how great the radio station sounds, yeah. uh, in the end, the FM sound is, is going to beat us out. And by the same token, gee, I had to go back to Photomat and, uh, and make a call. And I thought, <laughs> you know, thir 13 years in Indy, San Diego is looking better uh, by the day. Beautiful town. And, of course... This is all happening during the winter of 78-79. Oh my goodness, that was a that was a nasty one. Which was absolutely the worst. Yeah. I lived in a, an A-frame in the cornfield north of Indianapolis, and there were 22 nights during that winter that I had to stay in a hotel downtown on Monument Circle. Oh my God. Because I couldn't get to my house with the snow drifts. So as I said, maybe it's time to call on Photomat yeah. again. <laughs> I decided it was really time to pull the plug, and so I went over to uh, our corporate headquarters in, in Kankakee, Illinois, and uh, uh, offered my resignation and uh, 
after a little negotiation, offered to stay for six additional months uh, while we found uh, a GM mm-hmm. and, and uh, made the transition and got all of that done. Had the uh, numbers started to deteriorate any? Had uh, the FM country with Dan Halliburton and, and Hilliard, had it started to uh, take effect yet? It, it had started, numbers? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We were still uh, kicking butt, but... Uh, the uh, the butt was getting smaller. That kick, <laughs> if that makes sense, it I does. don't know if that's a great way to describe it or not. But basically, that's it. That, that, that draws a good picture. Yeah. So after all of that six month period, it is now June of 1980, and I have announced that I am opening a broadcast brokerage company to deal in the buying and selling of radio and television stations, and I'm going to headquarter it in La Jolla. And, oh, uh, what a horrible, horrible yeah, place to live. Know, somebody had to do it. But now, of course, uh, I, I dropped the ball. I lost sight of the fact that Jimmy Carter was president and the interest rates were at 18%, and nothing was happening in the broadcast sales arena at that point. So into San Diego I marched, and, and by the way, I arrived there on like the 1st of June. Uh, for those of you who live in San Diego, you know what I'm talking about, the June gloom. Mm. I spent 30 days, my first 30 days in Southern California, I never saw the sun. And I'm saying, you know, I left this great gig in Indianapolis to come out here and look at all these clouds. Uh, I'm not sure about this. I've never heard of that before, really, yeah, the definitely. June gloom. Oh, yeah, but the fog settles in and, and it's, it's just, just there. It doesn't go away. But oh, at this man. point, I'm trying really hard to get the uh, broadcast brokerage firm up and running. Right. I mentioned a while back that uh, I had leased a $15,000 Lexitron word processor, yes. yeah, and that was my primary communications thing of doing uh, personal letters, uh, sort of, uh, on the word <laughs> processor, uh, trying to, to stir up some some broadcast business. Sure, uh, there were a couple of lifesavers that came along because the uh, the broadcast brokerage business just really wasn't happening. Yeah. Uh, those those lifesavers, first of all, were in the the form of a, a phone call from Russ Whitberger, who was running Charter Broadcasting at the time, and Charter owned KCBQ. And they had decided they wanted to go country against KSON, which had been country in San Diego for a lot of years and was just kind of limping along because nobody else was country. And and Whitberger said, uh, how would you like to be our consultant? Well... Uh, yeah, money's money, folks, and and uh, all of a sudden, uh, uh, you know, they say a consultant is somebody who's out of work. Well, here I am. <laughs> so I, wow. I show so up. So you get uh, to consult KCBQ. I get to consult KCBQ. I walk in, and after having been in the building 24 hours, you know, over a period of time, sure. I realized the amazing thing was Mike Stafford was the, the general manager at KCBQ at the time. And he was the ultimate radio sales guy. Actually, Mike Stafford is the best radio sales guy I ever met. And he had put together an incredible sales staff. So that part of it was, you know, in great shape. All we had to do was get the programming done. Gary Havens, who was my WIRE uh, right. program director, yeah. uh, came in on a consulting basis uh, with us. And, and they kicked off KCBQ as country. 
Wow. And so here we are. Uh, I'm still trying to do the broadcast brokerage thing. Uh, the consulting is not, not taking a lot of work, you know, but particularly since Havens is there now mm-hmm. doing, doing uh, the programming side of things. And we get KCBQ up and running. And I continue uh, working diligently, but not really having any great wow. sales to yeah. talk about. Thank you, Jimmy Carter, and a horrible economy. <laughs> well, by this time, we're, we're now into the Reagan years, and, and uh, things are, are starting to perk a little bit. But uh, my KCBQ gig came to an end. It was an agreed, you know, six-month thing. We'll yeah. do it, and we're gone. So I'm back at it again. And all of a sudden, it turns out that the then the owner of KSON, who is really under siege because KCBQ is, is uh, uh, cutting a new one mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Uh, the owner, Dan McKinnon, had been appointed chairman of the Civil Aeronautics Board by Reagan. And his job was to go in and shut it down. The, the CAB put it out of business. Wow. Right. Uh, but he needed somebody to run KSON. Okay. So here I am. Uh, I've done the consulting thing on KCBQ, uh, and KCBQ is giving KSON fits, and now, I'm the new GM at KSON. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. You get one up and running, and now you have to go and rescue the other that you helped almost destroy. Well, they they had, uh, KSON had some really good people uh, in the building. Who really weren't allowed to function as you know as they should. And so the first thing is, of course, to identify them and let them function the way they should. Sure. Then uh, to start bringing in other talent. Uh, I, I found a a local, actually a local San Diego kid, uh, who was hiding out somewhere over in uh, it seems like Alabama and someplace like that, uh, as a program director. So. By bringing in a new PD, things suddenly start to change. And, and this kid's name is Mike Shepard. Mike has gone on to become pretty much the premier country programmer in America. Uh, but we, we got him in, and he started making the right moves and getting the right sound. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we're starting to look better and better and feeling good about it. And I'm still trying to handle some of the national sales, as I always had. Uh, and I'll never forget uh, Western International Media, you know, the big media buying service up in L.A. Uh, did a, an annual uh, buy for some account, and I went in to do the thing. And, and uh, the the account manager at Western laid it down to me: "This is what we're going to pay. This is what we're going to do." And I said, there's no way we're going to do that. And she said, well, there is no way you're going to get any business from us. And boom, 24 hours later, uh, about a half dozen accounts that Western International had on our air went away. So clearly, I needed to address the sales issue in the worst way. (laughs) Fortunately, during that time, a guy who had been general manager of another uh, legendary station in in San Diego, Dex Allen, was on the beach. Uh, Dex had had finished up his GM time and had put together a group to buy station up in Riverside, but it hadn't happened yet. Okay. So Dex came in to help with, with the sales thing, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be leaving uh, here in so many months and, and what have you, so we need to do everything we can. I said, you know, 
I can't believe the operation that Mike Stafford has put together sales-wise over at KCBQ. What do you think it would take to hire Mike Stafford? <laughs> and Dex looked at me and said, well, that's a piece of cake. Uh, Mike has always wanted a Ferrari. He says, if you'll offer Mike Stafford a Ferrari, you'll have the world's oh greatest sales manager. Well... You know, in those days in the radio business, you could trade out almost anything. Yes, you could. Including a lease on a Ferrari. <laughs> Done. <laughs> so I sat down with Stafford and we talked and he kind of looked askance like, oh, come on guys, you know, I, you know, you, yeah, I'm, I'm, I got a great gig over here, I'm the GM, why on earth would I want to come over here and be your sales manager? And I said... <laughs> How about a Ferrari? <laughs> oh, my gosh, Don. That's great. Uh, well, uh, it happened. And uh, so Mike decided, yep, he will do it. So he comes over. Now we have dual sales managers. Wow. We now have three GMs in the radio station. I'm the GM GM. Uh, Dex was the <laughs> former GM at KPRI. And here is Stafford, who was the GM at KCBQ. So, oh, my gosh. So we are GM'd out the... Wow, I'll yeah. say out the wazoo, yeah. <laughs> Man. And so the next thing is we, we need to do, you know, we need to get, now that we have the, the top of it done, we need to get the, the, the trench guys out. Sure. And Stafford and Dex and I were having lunch shortly after staff came over to, to KSON, having mentioned one of the nicer restaurants uh, in San Diego, and we looked across the, the, the room, and lo and behold, there was the entire KCBQ sales staff <laughs> sitting there, mourning the fact that their leader had left them, and they were so upset they had resigned in mass. No. And, you know... Wow. Trying to be good guys. Yeah. What could we do except hire them all? How can we help these guys? Right. Let's hire them. Right. I bet that made your current staff real happy. Uh, yeah, it was. We didn't have that many people in there. But okay. The, the integration was, was rough. Yeah, yeah. It was, but, uh, you know, class wins. And you everybody, uh, the people who were already there were classy. The people we brought in were classy, and it worked. That's wonderful. And, and I bet the listeners were like, holy cow, all these people are over, all my favorites are over <laughs> here on on uh, KSON. I think I'm going to, the heck with KCBQ. <laughs> that must have been when they made the flip to top 40. Uh, I'm not sure what they did for a while. They stuck it out for quite a while. Did they? Yeah, because uh, they had some deep pockets. Infinity yeah. had purchased them uh, sure. by that time. But it was an amazing trip, and wow, that's a, that's incredible. Now, the we didn't just say to uh, to staff, uh, we're going to give you a, a Ferrari to come over. Right. No. We, we did. What we said was, we need a one million dollar increase in local sales in one year, and if you get that, then you get the Ferrari. Oh, wow! So. We got our million-dollar increase. No, and they were all driving Ferraris. No, not they all, just well, Stafford. Just, yeah, just right. Stafford. Yeah, yeah right. just so, Stafford. But he's got his Ferrari, and, uh, you know, I've got my crummy old traded-out Mercedes and, and uh, all of this. <laughs> yeah, but... bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the oh. time at, at, at uh, KSON was absolutely amazing, just watching this radio station grow. Uh, it, my deal uh, was, as frequently happened in those days, 
My job was to pump it up so McKinnon could sell it. Yeah. And we did pump it up. We pumped it up big time with that killer sales staff. And at the time it it was sold, it went to Jefferson Pilot. Mm. Jefferson Pilot was a, a superb broadcaster. They were a really good yeah. operator. Yes, they, they were, were just outstanding. Unfortunately, yeah. I was not part of that move because Jefferson Pilot brought in their people no. that they had promised uh, that uh, the next thing they bought would go to one of their guys. Sure. And, and so uh, that pretty much uh, limited my time at KSON, but it was fabulous while it lasted. It was even more fun to find that my, my successor uh, eventually would be Mike Stafford. Okay. <laughs> that didn't have to look very far, did right. they? Yeah, but they did bring in their own GM who yeah. was there for uh, several years before yeah. being transferred back to corporate in Atlanta. Sure. And then at that point, staff took over uh, as GM at uh, KSON. And, uh, you know, that, that trend continues to this day. I don't understand why corporate feels they have to bring in somebody from outside to try to correct. I mean, you were already in San Diego. You knew the market anyway. Uh, that a, made sense. But to bring somebody in from corporate that has no feel for the market. But you can, you can realize it's a comfort zone. Uh, they have, for, for corporate, for certainly, cor- but corporate not for has, everybody yeah. at the radio yeah. station. And yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I went through that as well, bringing guys in from New York to be the GMs when they have no idea what it's like to be in the Midwest. Yeah, right. Uh, that kind of thing. That's a, that's a different animal. Or even worse, I, bringing guys from the Midwest into New York. Well, yeah. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, have, I get the sense, Don, that around this time in your career, you're starting to get that sense of boy oh boy corporate and this whole corporate thing and now the the dollars were always important anyway but we're headed in the next if you were there in the 80s in the next 10 15 years that's when radio really starts to make its big change yes that's when it went from broadcasters to bankers for listening to Radio War Stories. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like us on Facebook at Radio War Stories and call in with your questions or comments here or on Skype. Skype at RadioWarStories.com. We look forward to hearing from you. See you next week.